Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, now celebrating its 10th anniversary. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairytale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairytale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money-saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates 10 years of romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Jenna Kinzinger about her ceremony and reception at Walt Disney World. I thought you guys would be interested to hear about how she chose her locations and what locations she ended up with after a rainstorm came through and how the whole wedding turned out. So welcome, Jenna. Hi, Carrie. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. We really only had two choices. It was probably either the courthouse or at Disney. When we started dating about eight years ago, we had gone, you know, once that year and then kind of our our love for Disney exploded from there. (laughs) So really, that was our only choice besides just doing something quick in town. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? I would say most of them were not surprised at all. We had some that were really excited. We did have a couple that were a little disappointed because with everything going on, it was just kind of hard for them to to travel. But I'd say overwhelmingly, we had a positive response. Oh, good. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We ended up inviting just around 100 guests. And our final guest count was 40. Okay. Did you set up a room block for your guests? We did. It ended up being really beneficial for us because at that time, Disney didn't really have any deals out for anybody. So our guests that chose to stay on property were able to kind of get a little bit of a discount if they booked through our room block. Oh, that's great. Which resorts did you pick? We originally chose... A value and a deluxe. So we chose Pop Century because of the Skyliner. We thought the guests would enjoy that. And we also chose the Polynesian because that's where our events were taking place. When we got word that French Quarter was opening up, we did add that to our room block. So we did have one from each category. We had a lot that chose to stay at the Polynesian for the ease of it. And then most of our other guests chose the moderate resort, which would have been French Quarter. Oh, interesting. Okay. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your wedding? Our ceremony and reception, we kind of had narrowed down to where we wanted. So I reached out 
to Disney fairy tale weddings with kind of what we wanted. And we aimed for a Tuesday or Wednesday with those lower minimums. However, they did not have Luau Beach and Trader Sam's available until Friday. And then it wasn't that big of a deal for us to move to Friday because we kind of planned out what we were what we wanted and we knew we were going to hit the minimum anyway. So it ended up being a Friday for us. Oh, that's great. Okay. Now I know your original choices for ceremony and reception venues didn't quite pan out due to the weather, but can you talk about what they were and how you chose them? Yeah. So we love warm weather, tropical vibes. We did not want anything that was super formal So we really, in our opinion, there was just one option, and that was at the Polynesian on the beach and then renting out Trader Sam's Grog Grotto. Of course, there were a couple other locations that, you know, did interest us. However, we weren't looking to spend a ton of money. So that's why we had had our heart set on the beach and Trader Sam's. Got it. And then what venues did you end up with? So we ended up, we were originally supposed to have our reception at Trader Sam's with access to the Tiki Terrace, the outdoor Tiki Terrace, due to our numbers. And we needed to kind of access both for our entertainment and food. But we ended up, because of our guest count and our brunch, we had to move to the Grand Floridian. They had... Um, moved our ceremony to the Whitehall patio. There's a little portion that is kind of under an overhang. And we said we really wanted it to be outdoors. So they set it up for us there with the, the monorail was in the background. And then we had to have our brunch moved into Whitehall room right next door. And then after that, we went over to Trader Sam's. So in addition to changing our location, our timeline of events changed as well so we could fit in what we wanted. Oh, interesting. So did they move your ceremony earlier or later? Originally, our ceremony was at 930. And then the reception would start at 1030 at Trader Sam's and the Tiki Terrace. Because one of the major things we wanted was Trader Sam's and we still wanted it for the three hours that we rented it out. Um, What they did was they moved our ceremony time up to 9 a.m. And then they had our brunch start at 9.30. So then our brunch in Whitehall room went 9.30 to 11. And we went over to Trader Sam's from 11 to 2. Got it. Okay. And then how did you choose UK Lockside for your dessert party? We really wanted that location because of the proximity to the immersive experience, I guess you would say. And we kind of, it was kind of a a little bit of a battle to get that location because it was actually a Friday during Food and Wine Festival, and that was actually Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend. So we had really asked about that weeks and months in advance and kind of had said that we, we really wanted 
that location again, just because it was kind of a little bit more private and you were close to the fireworks. So that's why we really wanted UK Lockside. And they were able to make it work for you? Yes. Once they got confirmation from, I guess it would have been Epcot, we were able to have it on, on Friday night, which was awesome. That's great. And then even though they had to move the desserts into World Showplace, were you able to go back out to UK Lockside to see the fireworks? Yes. So that day, it literally rained from before sun up to after sun down. And it was it was kind of really cold. And we're from Pennsylvania, and I thought it was cold. Um, so we stayed in World Showplace pretty much as long as we could. And then I would say probably 10 minutes beforehand, they walked us down and had given us ponchos and stuff so we could watch the show. That's great. Now, did you use any outside vendors for your event? We used Bella Allure Imagery by Brittany Miller for photography and videography. That's great. How did you find her? I found her through the official Diz Brides and Diz Prides group on Facebook. Got it. Okay. And how did you choose your officiant? We did look into hiring somebody to perform the ceremony. However, the more we kind of looked into it and saw the cost, the more we we kind of really just wanted somebody that knew us. And while obviously the ceremony is a very important part of the day, you know, we just kind of wanted to have one of our, our friends or family do that. So kind of once we decided that we developed a list and went down it until somebody said yes, <laughs> which didn't take too long, honestly. <laughs> That's great. Did you add any entertainment to the reception? We did. We were supposed to extend the violinist two hours and he was going to play on the Tiki Terrace. Because of everything that happened that day, he played for our entire brunch, the ceremony, and then the brunch right after. But he did not come to Trader Sam's because he would have had to have been inside. And that just wouldn't have worked out with the motif. So that was a little disappointed. We, we you know, really wanted the violinist, but were appreciative for what he was able to, to play for us. And we did have a caricature artist. And so they set the caricature artist up at Trader Sam. So he was there for the entire three hours that we rented out that venue. That's great. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors from your reception or your dessert party that you would recommend? We really enjoyed the chicken and waffles. We had that based off of or inspired by the Grand Floridian Cafe. We also had Brussels sprouts that were exceptional. I really enjoyed the Caesar salad. And our cake, we're kind of plain. I don't like too fancy of things. So we just had a marble cake with peanut butter cup frosting. And we thought that was delicious. I keep trying to get into the piece that we have saved in our freezer because it was so good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and we had the baked lobster mac and cheese, and that was delicious. That's great. For your dessert party, do you have any items that you would recommend? We had pepperoni, spring rolls, popcorn, bill on consumption, ice cream, and 
mini peanut butter chocolate cupcakes. All of it was very good. You know, it was kind of basic, but I was happy with the menu. And I think people enjoyed it as well. That's great. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the wedding day ran? With how it ended up, our ceremony was at 9 a.m. We were supposed to do a Magic Kingdom photo shoot that morning, but that was canceled because of the rain. But it wasn't a complete loss that I had to get up at 4 a.m. for hair and makeup because we did have that early morning ceremony. So at 9 o'clock, our ceremony was over at Whitehall Patio. Then from 9.30 till 11, we had our brunch at Whitehall Room. We had Trader Sam's with the bar effects from 11 until 2. And then we had our dessert party at UK Lockside. And we had that area from 8 p.m. until 10 p.m. Got it. And I know a lot of people balk at the price of adding the bar effects at Trader Sam's. Can you talk a little bit about whether that was worth it for you guys? It was totally worth it. I keep saying now that if I could have rented it out longer, I would have. I keep joking that when we go back, all we need to do is rent it out again. It was just so fun having our friends there with the effects and the antics and not having to worry about, you know, paying for the drinks in that moment and just having that whole area. We had guests, most of our guests had not been there. So when some of the crazy things were happening, they kind of were clueless and, and we were all laughing and it was just it was worth every penny to me to have the bar buyout package. That's fantastic. So when you were planning, what were some of the other important aspects of your event to you where you focused your attention or your budget? Honestly, I would say it was Trader Sam's. That was, with the effects, was kind of number one on our list then I would say we kind of really wanted to make sure that our guests that were traveling, most of them from Pennsylvania, had a good time. So that's why we we wanted to make sure that we did have the, the entertainment. The barn itself is very entertaining, but, you know, we wanted to make sure we had the budget for the caricature artist and the dessert party as well. I would say the dessert party was high on our list. Again, we just wanted to give our guests something as a, as a thank you for, for making the trip down. So I would say that's where our focus, focus was. Got it. And then were there aspects that were less important where you saved your money or just your effort? We originally had a character. We were going to have Stitch, which now looking back, it's kind of nice that it didn't work out because he would have had to come at Grand Floridian. And that was kind of out of his element than the Polynesian. But we kind of just talked about it and we decided, you know, we didn't really feel the need to spend the money on, on that portion. And then for us, we were just looking to kind of have a more laid back wedding in terms of we did not spend a lot of money at all on decor or floral, you know, I had a bouquet, he had a boutonniere, but we went really minimal on the decor at Trader Sam's for the reception. We had nothing. And 
honestly, I think if, if we had anything, it might have been overlooked because of everything else that was going on. So that really wasn't a focus for us. Interesting. Okay. What ended up being your favorite memory of the wedding? The rain? (laughs) 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 Um, No, I would say Trader Sam's for sure. I think everybody had so much fun there. I also really enjoyed the monorail ride. So they kept offering. They said, we have a vehicle. We can drive you back the workers at Disney, we can drive you back over to the Polynesian. You know, they asked us multiple times and I said, no, we'll ride the monorail. So we took the monorail ride um, all the way around the resort loop back to the Polynesian. And that was really memorable when, when we got on the driver had, you know, had made a announcement congratulating us. And it was just, it was just a lot of fun. I also enjoyed, we just had a few moments of us time before the ceremony and before the brunch that, you know, we were just kind of in a room off to the side. And and that was really, really nice as well. That's wonderful. Now, obviously, the rain made some major changes in your day. Can you talk a little bit about how that was handled? Like, how did Disney go about resolving this for you? I don't anticipate that I will ever be in this position of planning a wedding again. Um, But if I ever did find myself, I would make sure that I had a solid backup plan. Truthfully, all of these changes were made within 24 hours of our wedding day. And so it was kind of very stressful for me because it was all done via email. And, you know, I'm trying to do it on my phone. My friends are there. I want to go to Magic Kingdom with them. It's like we were literally planning 75% of a new wedding within 24 hours. So I I would definitely have a solid backup plan. At one point we did in our BEO, I remember having Citrico's as a backup location. And then after, in a couple of subsequent BEOs, it kind of disappeared. And I did ask one of my planners at one point, you know, about the backup for that. And they kind of made a comment about, you know, not really wanting to say the R word. And, and I kind of, you know, of course, I didn't want to think about it either. So I was kind of like, okay, they know what they're doing, whatever, and didn't really ensure that we had something or that what we originally planned could be done in terms of Trader Sam's and, and all that without having to break up the brunch. And I think, honestly, I feel like if they had a more solid backup plan in place, not only would it have saved me, it would have lessened my stress level. I feel like it would have lessened their stress level because truthfully, they did a fantastic job of trying to get everything we wanted or everything that was important to us in that day but it was all done within 24 hours. So I'm sure they were stressed out as well. So I think just if we had something more solid in place, that would have helped every everybody out. But in the end, they did a fantastic job. And I'm so appreciative of, of what they did for us to make sure that we had the things that were important to us, which were Trader Sam's for three hours. And you know, they helped us to have a quote unquote outdoor wedding, even though it was raining, they found a location where we could do that. So that's great. 
Now, was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then it turned out not to be? The only thing I think for me would be that it was extremely stressful trying to replan it within 24 hours. And in the end, it turned out great. And honestly, I've had a couple, I had a couple guests say that it might have even turned out better because we broke up our meal and the bar experience. So it's almost like we kind of had a longer event because of the rain. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? I would just say, again, I think it's having a solid backup plan in place, especially if you're at a location where capacity might be an issue, or if you were banking on utilizing outdoor spaces as well, I would just make sure that whatever you have, there's just a a good backup either at that location, or if it has to be somewhere else that you know what that plan would be. I also think And I know, Carrie, this was in your book, but I don't know why it didn't click in my head that buying out the Trader Sam's bar counted towards our food and beverage minimum. I knew all of the other like alcoholic like packages, wood and the bill on consumption, but for whatever reason, I, it never clicked because I thought, oh, we're buying out a bar. That's probably something extra that that would not count towards our food and beverage minimum. And then literally like a month beforehand, I think somebody had posted a question, that question, and it was like a light bulb went off. So what I did was I went back to the planner and kind of, you know, relatively within a couple weeks of the wedding, tried to trim off some food because I did, I did make it known that I really wanted to stick towards the minimum of kind of everything. So I guess I was a little upset. I thought I made it really clear that I wanted to be at the minimums. So when I found that out, I was like, oh, let's cut some more items off. So if I had more time and more energy to sit down and really look at the menu, I probably even could have cut some more off. But I would just kind of reinforce the point that, you know, the bar buyout of Trader Sam's would count towards the the food and beverage minimum. And I think then the last thing that we came across that I would definitely change next time would be the caricature artist. I know they say that for every, I believe it was like around 40 guests, Disney would make you get a second artist or really encourage you to. We technically had 42 guests counting us. And we ended up having, you know, with 42 guests, it was still, I think, like 20 family units, I would say. And I thought there would be no issue with everybody getting one. And so we ordered enough protective tubes for everybody to take it home and and all that kind of stuff. And I will give, I will absolutely say this was our fault because Disney did reach out to us to confirm twice that not everybody would get a caricature. But I, you know... I wasn't sure if they were kind of saying that because they really just want to make sure that everybody gets one. And I had kind of figured out how many parties there were. 
but for whatever reason, um, not everybody did get one. So looking back, I would 100% I would have had a second artist. Now the issue, I don't know if they, with our situation, because it had to be inside, the character artist was set up kind of in the little welcome vestibule of Trader Sam's, which is really small. And he would just take pictures of us and do it. So I don't know if there would have been room for a second one, but I definitely would have had one to guarantee that our every single one of our guests would have gotten one or, or multiple if they wanted. That's a great tip. Well, Jenna, I think you've offered a lot of wonderful tips and ideas for anyone who's interested in getting married at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much, Carrie. And, and honestly, thank you so much for, for your book that you put out. I have said this to a couple people that I've asked that I honestly don't know what I, what I would have done if I didn't have your book to read and kind of have an idea of what was available, potential prices and stuff like that. So your book is super helpful and I very much appreciate your work that you put into it. Oh, I'm so glad you found it helpful. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.